Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of um, Unenlightened, uh, another Hanota edition. <laughs> I know I've been doing a lot of these, but uh, there is super important to talk about, and there's a ton of information that we don't know about. Um, and today's no different, so let's just get into it. Okay, so I know I've been doing a ton recently on gun control but it's because it's um extraordinarily prevalent in society right now and extraordinarily um scary and dangerous and we gotta we really gotta get the situation under control um and the first way to do that is to kind of know how the situation even came to be um i know i just recently did a hanota about the history of the nra and the second amendment and this is kind of an extension off of that so if you uh haven't listened to it please definitely go do it'll give you a lot more um context with the information i'm about to give you about the second amendment um and you know it's it's always really good to know the most information you can um i was actually maybe thinking about adding this to the first to know that I did but it's already edited and it's ready to be posted and you know <laughs> I'm not going to do it plus this is really really long um and kind of deserves its own episode because it's really in depth and we have a lot to talk about um so yeah in case you didn't get it from that intro we are talking about the meaning of the second amendment and how it has changed over the past uh, recent years, actually, like really recent, um, the meaning of the Second Amendment has changed, and oh boy, we are seeing the consequences of that. And uh, yeah, let's let's talk about it. So, a lot of this. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Just hit the microphone. A lot of this information was taken by a um, from a fact checked Instagram page uh, at so dot informed. I totally mentioned them. In, uh, I totally mentioned them in the last nota. Um, because they're awesome. Like, they are the coolest Instagram page ever. Please uh, check them out. They're really cool. They have a lot of really great fact-checked information, um, which is really hard to come by nowadays, which is really scary. Um, but yeah, and they're really good at, like, approaching topics respectfully and in a very um, educational way, which I love. So definitely go check out at so.informed. Not that they need a shout out. They're doing incredible, um, but they are an awesome page. And a lot of this information came from that. Uh, a lot of this post where I pulled a lot of it from uh, was created by March for Our Lives uh, and posted by so.informed. So really, this is um, from March for Our Lives and oh boy, they did their research because there is a lot to talk about within the Second Amendment and how the Second Amendment was manipulated in order for a certain corporation to make more money. So let's start with uh, reviewing the Second Amendment. What is it? The Second Amendment is literally, quote, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Arms. Okay, well, that was fun. Um, so that is literally what the Second Amendment is. One sentence is causing countless, countless lives to be lost. Not really super great. Um, so with that amendment um, comes two perspectives. One is it guarantees individuals the right to keep and bury 
why can't I talk today? Oh my goodness. Okay, sorry, I had to stop because we just, I was doing a um, podcast earlier today with my sister and then my dad interrupts and calls us downstairs and we get in this huge fight. So my brain is just kind of not um, functioning properly right now. Um, But I took a deep breath. Let's get back on track. As I was saying, there are two uh, perspectives on the Second Amendment. The first one being the Second Amendment guarantees individuals the right to keep and bury what the fuck is happening what the why do okay keep and carry arms as a private citizen or the second amendment guarantees individuals the right to keep and carry arms in the context of a militia service so that means when serving in the military or serving in a police force some some sort of militia that works for the government kind of so when the u.s constitution was written gun control was actually in place in four states um those would be pennsylvania vermont massachusetts and north carolina so in pennsylvania and vermont um they guaranteed the explicit right to keep and to bear arms in defense of themselves and the state. Pennsylvania guaranteed the right of individual gun ownership for hunting purposes, but enforced restrictions, like they can only keep their guns during the hunting season. That's a form of gun control that has been around since the beginning of the Constitution. So if gun control was unconstitutional, I think the people who wrote it would have said something about this and would have explicitly given individuals the right to carry arms. They had all the means to, um, and they didn't. And I think that's super important when talking about the Second Amendment and what the fathers, founding fathers, um, envisioned with it. Uh, in Massachusetts and North Carolina, they included the right to bear arms in their state's constitution, but also restricted to only apply, quote, for the common defense or, quote, for the defense of the state, respectively. So again, you could only carry a weapon if you were serving some sort of purpose for the state, if you having a weapon served a purpose for the preservation of the state, that is when that weapon is protected by the Second Amendment. And that is how it has been literally since the beginning of the Constitution. We see four examples of gun control being used while the Constitution was being written. So since the ratification, approval of the Bill of Rights in 1791, courts across the United States, so all over, district courts, Supreme Courts, state courts, all these courts, right? Um, They, I'm sorry, I totally lost my place. Yeah, so here, courts across the America, including the Supreme Court, highest court in the land, upheld the perspective of the Second Amendment guarantees individuals the right to keep and carry arms in the context of a militia service. In the context of a militia service. That is what the Constitution protected, and that is how America viewed guns in the Second Amendment for 217 years. So what changed? (laughs) that we are going to get into um but first we need to talk about a supreme court case uh that shows a good example of how the highest court in the land so like the the people who literally make the groundbreaking decisions that set precedents for every 
a case after that involves something similar. So in the case of um, U.S. v. Miller in 1939, the Supreme Court upheld the idea that the Second Amendment really only protected guns in the context of a militia. Um, U.S. v. Miller occurred when Luke Miller was criminally charged for transporting a sawed-off 12-gauge shotgun um, through inter- like through interstate commerce. So he transported it across lines. Um, and I just think that's so funny how the times changed because this Supreme Court ruled um, that he was in the wrong for carrying a uh, 12-gauge shotgun. And now people are getting are uh, getting away with carrying AR-15 style rifles, and no one in the government is regulating that. But different thing, different thing. Um, so the district court ruled the charges in violation of the Second Amendment. So the charges against Luke Miller were in violation of the Second Amendment, according to the district court. Um, but when the Supreme Court got this case, that decision was reversed. Um, the Supreme Court ruled that the Second Amendment does not protect a person's right to keep and bear a sawed-off 12-gauge shotgun because such a gun has no reasonable relationship to the preservation of a well-regulated militia. There it fucking is, ladies and gentlemen. That is what the Second Amendment is. That is what the Second Amendment protected. Second Amendment did not protect Luke Miller's right to have a 12-gauge shotgun. He, it doesn't. Like, I'm sorry, it doesn't. And they literally state this in that Supreme Court in 1939. It stayed that way. A lot of uh, uh, similar cases that made their way to the Supreme Court faced a very um, similar ruling up until D.C. v. Heller in 2008. What did I tell you? It's pretty recent, y'all. This is this was during my lifetime. I was seven when this happened, um, and I just am hearing about it now. But this was the case that changed everything. So a little background. Um, in 1975, the District of Columbia, so DC, <laughs> passed the Firearms Control Regulations Act of 1975. Um, this act banned owning handguns, automatic firearms, or high-capacity automatic firearms, and required that lawfully owned rifles and shotguns be kept, quote, unloaded or disassembled, um, unloaded and disassembled, or bound by a trigger lock. Common sense gun laws, y'all. There it is. That's really, really simple. If you want a gun, you got to do that. Like, I'm sorry, that's not really hard to do. Um, The case was presented by Dick Anthony Heller. And boy, does this man, what he's done, he really lives up to his name, am I right? Because he created a lot of issues for doing this. Um, Heller was a licensed special police officer from the District of Columbia, and he was really upset that he was legally able to carry a firearm for his work, but wasn't allowed one in his home. Heller argued that the Firearms Control Regulations Act was unconstitutional in regards to the Second Amendment. Bringing this case to the Supreme Court really begged the question, does a private individual have the right to possess a gun if they are unconnected to to service in the militia? The Supreme Court answered this question with a landmark decision that now created more protections for the individual's freedom to own a gun. This, of course, Supreme Court was conservative-leaning, and it had a 4-5 majority ruling. So five conservative judges obviously voted for, um, you know, individuals' protections on guns, and then four didn't. Um, And with this ruling, the Supreme Court broke its 217-year-long precedent on the Second Amendment. 217 years... The Second Amendment was used in the way that the fathers intended it to be, 
and it's just not that way anymore, as we are seeing. Um, but, um, sorry, I'm trying to find my place. Yeah, in a 5-4 majority ruling, every conservative justice ruled in favor of the new interpretation of the Second Amendment. The four liberal judges dissented. Um, Supreme Court Justice John Paul Stevens, who served on the Supreme Court from 1975 to 2010, called the ruling of Heller unquestionably the most incorrect decision that the Supreme Court announced during my tenure on, on the bench not great, not, I, I am, I'm inclined to agree with him on that, because this also began, um, a precedent for party bias and agenda within the highest court in the land, which we are seeing super massive consequences of, like, the talk of overturning Roe v. Wade, a decision that would have no constitutional basis for overturning, which is super scary that the Supreme Court is no longer working to protect basic human rights and to protect justice and law. They're working for an agenda and a party's agenda, and that party's agenda has the agenda of a Handmaid's Tale kind of vibe, so we're not loving that this court is, uh, conservative leaning again, but, um, that's a different episode. Uh, just a quick rundown also on how the Supreme Court works, um, is one justice who voted with the majority writes a majority opinion, and one justice who voted with the minority writes the dissenting opinion, the minority opinion. Um, there's also a concurring opinion where a judge will write, um, an opinion that agrees with the majority, but for a different reason. There's, like, a lot to the Supreme Court. Um, so the judge who wrote the majority opinion on, um, this decision, DCV Heller, was Justice Ant- Ant- I'm so- I actually don't care if I butcher this guy's name. He's an ass. Um, Antonin Scalia, who was appointed by Ronald Reagan. He was another game changer in American politics, and we will definitely get to him in another episode, especially when regarding the economy. But um, in a 60-page long document, Scalia's primary concern was the assumptions about grammatical nuances in several 17th century documents. As Atso.inform said, quote, we believe that arguing about grammar when lives are at stake is a poor use of powers of the highest court in the country, and any vagueness in amendments was designed purposefully to allow for flexibility in an evolving um, evolving nation that has since developed things like women's rights, toilet papers, and AK-47s. Beautifully said, at so informed. That is literally why the Constitution is so vague. It's so we can change with the times. Um, and the fucking fact that people are using these documents to argue against those changes are disgusting for their own selfish reasons. It's absolutely disgusting. Um, in Justice Scalia's majority opinion, he does explicitly state that the right secured by the Second Amendment is not unlimited. He writes, quote, nothing in our opinion should be taken to cast doubt on long-standing uh, prohib- prohibitions on the possession of firearms by felons and the mentally ill or laws forbidding the carrying of firearms in sensitive places such as schools and government buildings or laws imposing conditions and qualifications on commercial sales of arms. He basically is saying that the historical tradition of prohibiting the carrying of the most dangerous and unusual weapons is absolutely constitutional. This is super important with common sense gun laws currently awaiting Senate's vote. Um, which Republican senators are being funded by the NRA. Um, they are currently filibustering it, um, so they are stalling until midterms, I'm guessing, which is uh, ridiculous that here we are again with 
laws that can do something about children losing their lives in schools and a group of people in politics are literally fighting against that. That is just beyond me how they're in office. Uh, They are obviously not working for the people, they're working for themselves because they are getting funded by the NRA. Anyways, to kind of sum up what I just said, Scalia, his majority opinion basically says that it is constitutional to create gun control. He literally says like, yo, if you need to create gun control because it's getting out of control, the Second Amendment's protection is not unlimited, bro. And right now, we are out of control. We are out of control. A super interesting fact about Justice Scalia, I don't know if any of you remember this. I definitely did, but I didn't know, like, the full extent. He was the judge that died right at the end of Obama's term in 2016, um, and Obama should have appointed the next president, uh, the next uh, judicial candidate, but the conservative-leaning Senate blocked any candidate he appointed until Trump was in office, and they claimed that it was too close to the next president's term even though they pushed Amy Cohanger Barrett through with only two months left of Trump's term, contrary to Obama's 10. Interesting, is it not? The hypocrisy is just screaming right now. Um, so both of those court cases, D.C. v. Heller and um, Miller, U.S. v. Miller, I think was the first one, they're huge court cases that completely set different precedents within the relationship between the Second Amendment and the individual's right to gun ownership. So how does the NRA play into all this? Because we know they have they have their opinions on it, faux show. So we did cover the NRA uh, briefly in the past episode of Hinota, but just a quick catch up um, and some information you need to know. The NRA started as a marksmanship club after the Civil War ended in 1865 due to the fact that the Union soldiers were like horrible marksmen and this one dude was like, yo, we need a club to make us better fighters. I don't know, whatever. Um, And we also know that in the 1970s, there was a coup within the NRA's leadership and that led to a much more radical approach to guns Um, and we are seeing that radical approach play out today. So the NRA has always been a staunch advocate for the Second Amendment's protection of individual rights to possess a firearm. For 70 years, from 1888 to 1960, not one law review article agreed with the NRA's stance on the Second Amendment owning a gun outside of a military service. They were like, no, that's stupid. Like, an individual does not need a gun unless they're operating in some sort of militia. However, this all changed in the 1970s after that change of leadership because the NRA started heavily funding a PR campaign trying to change the meaning of the Second Amendment to fit their idea. So in the 1970s, uh, throughout the 1980s, 1989, uh, there were 27 law review articles um, that were published arguing the Second Amendment's protection for the individual's right to own a gun. Almost 60% of these articles were written by lawyers who had been directly employed or funded by the NRA or other gun right groups. Y'all they're fucking bribing scholars what is going on that's how can you be a scholar and like you're you're scum if you if you give up your you know your beliefs for money that's oh my god you're fucking disgusting um the NRA also began awarding $25,000 a year to academics who endorse their version of the second amendment my goodness like I said they're literally buying academics they're buying 
uh, law organizations that are buying articles in order to promote their idea um, and their knowledge of the campaign. Um, and we also uh, know that the NRA is deeply rooted in the government. Let's go through kind of how it's rooted in each branch. So in the legislative branch, Congress, since Sandy Hook shooting, since the Sandy Hook shooting in 2012, where 26 victims were killed and 20 of those being children, the NRA has spent $100 million lobbying members of Congress. Y'all, how in the world do you sleep at night after 20 children were murdered and you take money from a group who is basically campaigning for it to keep happening. Like, that's what they're doing, even though they they just want more money because they want more guns in rotation of the American population. They are literally paying for children and for innocent lives to be taken. They are fucking disgusting. And um, these are the representatives and who were the top recipients, recipients, oh my god, can I talk? No, um, from the NRA. Uh, it's Senator Ted Cruz, <clears throat> Lindsey Graham, and Mitch McConnell. Fuck all of them so hard. Literally fuck yourself to hell. Like, die. Literally, ugh disgusting the devil their spawns of the devil um all three continually blocked gun safety legislation despite overwhelming bipartisan support for common sense gun laws the bipartisan support has been um pulled at 90 percent 90 percent of us no matter what our party is want common sense gun laws and yet here we have three congressmen not not voting for that fuck them literally fuck them all of them are still in office unfortunately um cruz a republican senator from texas is unfortunately not up for re-election until 2024 um senators stay in congress for like six years so he won the last election so we have him for a while if you're from Texas, please consider looking into Ted Cruz. He's literally Satan. Um, see what he's done. He took off from Mexico during Texas's like worst power outage and winter storm ever. He is a disgusting human being that needs to be in hell and needs to be gone. He's disgusting. Um, so yeah, please vote wisely if he runs again. Uh, he might not because he has said he is a supporter of two-term congressmen. Um, but do I believe him? No, <laughs> no, I don't. He's the fucking worst and he can literally go to hell. Um, Lindsey Graham is a Republican representative from South Carolina's District 3. Unfortunately, he did win in 2020, so he will not be up for re-election until 2026. I will double check that though, because I think he's a representative. So he's a part of the House of Representatives, not congress but i thought i looked it up so i'm gonna say lindsey graham is not up for re-election until 2026 but vote him out because he's a fucking disgusting piece of human garbage who deserves to die mcconnell a republican senator from kentucky is up for re-election in 2022 vote him out if you're from kentucky but he might not run so we'll actually see if that's going to be an issue, but I'm sure a mini him is just going to crawl his way out of the depths of hell, of the depths of evil. <laughs> um, so the NRA has spent almost $5 million on lobbying, pushing back over 100 common sense gun safety bills. If these bills were passed, who knows what shootings would have been prevented? Who knows? 
it's they the nra i literally don't know how they're still a corporation they are completely disgusting um and i do not know how they have so much power within our government and within our economy and society they literally need to not exist anymore um when the cdc tries to research gun violence the nra got congress to cut its funding wow it really really makes you want to buy one of their guns and shoot yourself in the face like i'm sorry like that's awful but they are disgusting and the fact that they keep getting away with this shit and the fact that our government keeps letting them get away with this is really really tragic and really horrific in every sense of the word um and that's just congress we haven't even talked about the executive branch yet which is the president um during the 2016 and 2020 elections the nra spent almost 50 million supporting donald trump when trump promised to pass gun safety law measures he abandoned these promises in 2020 20 oh he abandoned these promises in 2018 after facing backlash from the nra who again, was a huge contributor in his campaign funds, so naturally, of course, he's gonna fucking back off because he's a spineless twit who has no spine. That's what spineless means. <laughs> the judicial brands, Supreme Court, uh, the NRA has spent almost three million making sure two of their guys, Brent Kavanaugh and Neil Gorush, Gorsuch, Neil Gorsuch, I think that's Gorsuch, fuck them both, I don't even fucking care if I get their name wrong, they were appointed to the Supreme Court because of the NRA, um, and in the last court case we talked about, DCV Heller, all five justices who voted in favor of protection for the individual's right to own a gun were nominated by presidents who were members of the NRA. So there it is, just people continually to fuck us over. Love you, old dead white guys. You guys can all fucking suck it. Um, so knowing what the Second Amendment actually is and how it has absolutely been manufactured and promoted by the PR campaign of the NRA is a key part to taking down guns. We need to know how this started so we can go about uprooting that and changing mindsets about it. Um, it's, it's so bad. Uh, to end on a quote from the Instagram post uh, posted by at so informed and created by at March for our lives, quote, while the heavy influence of the NRA is daunting, there's hope. And ironically, it comes from the NRA. The NRA taught us that how you educate the public affects how our elective officials and Supreme Court operates. If public influence, public opinion influences the government, then changing how we view the Second Amendment can change the way our government sees the Second Amendment. Yeah, that was kind of a quick one. Um, that's all I really have for you. I guess it's 30 minutes. I'm going to wrap it up, though. Um, sorry if I got a little confusing there. I was kind of, at the end, just word vomiting out a lot of notes I had. I need to get a better system at writing notes. But yeah, just to kind of reiterate, the NRA completely manipulated and manufactured this idea of the Second Amendment that is so prevalent in our society today that it protects um, the individual's right to own a gun. It doesn't nowhere in it does it say and nowhere in u.s history has it ever been that way until recently and it became that way because of the nra and because people have money and the people with the money are able to do a lot of scary shit and this is why it's so important we educate ourselves about what's going on and we educate others as much as we can in a respectful and um truthful way um so that we all can have the facts going forward when we are 
voting, doing our civic duty. That is the only way we can get these fuckers out is vote, 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 vote local, vote state, vote federal, vote everything because your vote matters and who's in office matters because look at what Trump did. He appointed a majority conservative Supreme Court and now we're going to have to deal with the backlash of that. Now we're seeing really scary shit happen in the LGBTQIA plus community. We're seeing really scary shit happen with women's rights. Voting matters and please, if you have the privilege to vote, vote. It's literally your one job as a citizen in a country to make sure you're voting for the greater good of all. Um, yeah, vote, 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 vote. I'm just reading my notes and all it is is just vote, 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 vote. Um, we do have midterms coming up. I keep um, mentioning that. Midterms are so important. They are so important. If you only vote in the presidential election, you got issues because midterms are almost more important than that because Congress almost has more power than the president. Not almost, they do. And these are the people who are not passing common sense gun laws. These are the people who are um, passing more restrictions on the LGBTQIA plus community, on bodily autonomy. These are the people who are really fucking up our world and we have the power to get them out. So vote educate, inform, be respectful, always keep listening and learning and enlightening yourself. And I really hope this podcast kind of gave you a different perspective of the Second Amendment. And now you know the facts of it, you know, like there's there's a lot of history tied to that amendment, but none of it really has to do with an individual's right to own guns until recently. So that's that, you know. Oh my god, I'm so happy to be done with that because I've tried to record this like five times. I'm not even kidding you. And we got through it. And I think I'm gonna, it wasn't perfect, but I am going to leave it. Um, I'm gonna edit it, of course, but I think that um, I hope I got all my points across because there's there's a lot. And uh, definitely go check out that post on at so.informed. Definitely, definitely do that. I will link um, all the uh, resources I used if you want to go look at the court cases and stuff. Uh, it's very, very interesting. So please do if you are interested in that. Um, yeah, if you want to follow me, please do so. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at devin.riddle, um, and at unenlightened podcast. And on TikTok, you can find me at Devin Riddle, all one word. Um, email and website will be coming soon at some point, not happening anytime, uh, soon I guess (laughs) even though I just said they were coming soon I broke my promise two seconds later um I gotta kind of figure out this podcasting shit first but I really hope you enjoyed this um please please if you have any information you want to share shoot me a dm if you just want to talk and have just a friend shoot me a dm uh if you have something mean to say don't literally go away like no one literally no one cares I'm not doing anything to you yeah I'm just trying to trying to do what I feel like I can during this time because, oh, it's extremely limiting. Um, yeah, uh, the last podcast I posted, I will definitely copy all the resources and, um, organizations I found that you can support. Um, Moms Demand Action is a great one. Um, there are a lot of other ones that are really, really good. Uh, yeah, so please check out those sources. They will be in the show notes below. I just can't remember them right now. Um, 
But yeah, um, I really, really hope you just continue living your best life and spreading light and spreading love and spreading truth and doing your part to make the world a better place. And if you're mean, you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself, man. Come on, why are we being mean to other people? You got to focus on yourself first before you can criticize other people's lives. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah, I hope everyone has an amazing rest of their week, weekend, whenever I post this, and I'm so excited because I have um, quite a bit of episodes lined up to post. Uh, so yay, go off. <laughs> uh, yeah, have a good week, and I'll see you guys next time. Okay, bye.